we're back. This is the post pecan pie recording session. Yeah, ready for the nap? Are you ready for your nap? <sighs> Gotta get through this before the sugar. A lot of sugar is gone. Well, you didn't even have the. Uh, I didn't have the crust. The whipped cream. Oh, I got the best whipped cream. Well, too. the whipped cream isn't sugar. You know that's different, right? No, it's got sugar in it. It's, it's got sugar oh, okay. in vanilla. I believe it is. No, it's fantastic. Yeah. You told me it was real whipped cream, but now it's. It was real whipped cream with sugar and vanilla. Okay. In it. All right. Um, I was trying to trick you. So we've we're at library mascot cage match. Page 73, we've just finished Empire County Strikes Back. Let's start. Go. Mel has a Katie Lang calendar in her office. Somewhere. Well, we don't know that it's a Katie Lang character calendar. We know it's a calendar that features August Katie is Katie Lang. It could be it could be the lesbian women of country music calendar. I used to have that cover of Vanity Fair uh, where, where Cindy Crawford was shaving Katie Lang with a straight razor. You ever see that cover? Oh, yeah, that's a good picture. It's one of my favorite pictures, yeah. yeah. I had it up in my classroom in Korea just so I could talk to my students about, about issues <laughs> involving sexuality. They'd be like, oh, that man is very, that woman is very handsome. Or, that, sorry, the man is very handsome. And I would be like, no, that's a woman. And they'd be like, what? And then we'd have a very long conversation. I bet you would have a long yes. conversation. Uh, I love the third strip. I, I, I got to tell you this, the tire story. Oh, okay. I, so librarians change tires. I once changed a tire. For a lady. Did you really? I did. Yeah, yeah. This lady was like just just had nothing to do. She, she there was some emergency and her tire was flat and she had a spare and didn't know what to do and didn't have any money. And I just looked at my boss and I was like, I can change her tire. It'll take you about five minutes. Can I just go do it? And she was like, Yeah. <laughs> so I did. I went you got paid to change your tire. Yeah, that's fine. I think uh, it was the right thing to do. Um, we, we we did another library and changing tires image. We did one for the uh, library um, rangers badge. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow changing guitar. Which, which comic were you talking about? The third one, where we where we learn why tomorrow is a vegan. Is that is that or what is that? It's a bunny. Is it a bunny? Yep. Okay. <laughs> you can easily tell it's a bunny because I'm an excellent artist. <laughs> I'm going with that. <laughs> I just looked. At it. I thought it was a bunny from the text, and I looked at it. And I thought, yeah. wait. And then Dewey comes to work, and nobody's there. And it's page seventy-four. Yep. So so the place I used to work, there was a very strange rule. Well, not very strange. It makes sense, actually. You can't open the library unless there's two people there. Oh. This is my attempt to figure out what would happen if uh, you were told to open with only one librarian. Like, yeah. how, how would you manage it? Because you can't keep an eye on people. Yeah. And Dewey decides to do it by letting in one person at a time. One person at a time. Yep. And he, and he has sort of, a, at first he has a test. He has a pop culture quiz to let people in. Which is good. And I like on the, the third panel of 74, you see now serving number... 1,365 above the above the library in the front. It's pretty great. Nice. And, and the whole thing is covered because Mel was sick and so she has, she has no evidence that it ever happened. It's kind of a beautiful Dewey It's moment. perfect, yeah. yeah. If, if only it could always be that great, huh? This is a, this is a five-day sequence, too. Had we gone to five days a week now? Um, I don't think so. I think some... I mean, we don't always do seven-day sequences. Sometimes we don't have seven days in us. Okay. I love uh, top of 75. I thought you'd love that. I, there, there are people who would complain about what people were looking at on the internet when they couldn't have possibly seen it without sticking their head right next to the guy. Yeah. I will say that there's, we've certainly met over the over the years a class of people who are determined to be offended. Yeah. Work hard to be offended. Work hard to be offended by our strip or really by everything. Well, it's, it's, like, it's like they have to have some 360 degree radar to make sure that everything that could possibly offend them within yeah. their, within their it doesn't even exist. radius is offending them. And so they kind of aggressively go out and get offended. Yeah, that's fascinating. I enjoy that. Yeah. Must be a joy to be married to someone like that. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you just see the happy couple walking along, finding things that offend them together, <laughs> right? Next page. No, I'm still, I'm, okay. still on, I'm still on the 75. The guy down below who's just determined to complain about the teenagers as well. He's certainly maybe they should get together. He and the woman on the top of 75. Uh -huh. uh, yes, they'd be a good couple. I just like that. Teenagers are talking. 
teenagers are laughing. I, I've had people Someone's having a good time. Teenagers are giggling over there. I'm like, oh, isn't that miserable? <laughs> <laughs> Let me go make their lives terrible. <laughs> Crying would be better. No. Oh, oh here's Dewey's, oh, Dewey's on the phone with his mom. I guess yep. she does know where he works. Yep. Maybe he, I think here's my my theory. He disabled caller ID before he called her oh. from the library, so she doesn't know. Where I, he I think I think he just has his uh, obligatory mom conversations from time to time. Oh. Is your mom religious? No. Okay, mine's not either. No, but I was. So uh, we just pulled this out of somewhere. But of course, I was baptized. <laughs> because okay, we well, want to cover your bases. You know, yesterday I had I spent uh, twenty minutes in a Target with my mother and my sister, and I had the worst flashback. It was like it was like all the trauma of my entire childhood came rushing up to me. My mother picked up a pair of, of footy pajamas and was like, do you think your daughter would wear these? And I was like, ah, no. Because the answer was no. The answer is no. The answer is so clearly no, no. Um, page 77, Dewey's neighbors find out that he's a librarian and start leaving books at his door. True story? No. Okay. But uh, it seems well, plausible. Well, well I, I think it happened to somebody else. I think somebody told me this story. Okay. Not I, mean, my, I, I think not it's not story. quite this extreme, of course, but, but I certainly heard the people who... Librarian walking down the street, and someone's like, "Oh, hi! Can you just take this for me?" I think I saw. I think I saw one of my coworkers coming in with this load of books, and I was like, "You've been reading a lot." And they're like, "No, these are all my neighbors' books." <laughs> Something like that. It's truly bizarre. Uh, I really like. I'm on page. Does Dewey still live in Unit One Thirteen? No, he doesn't. It's my birthday, by the way. One Thirteen. Oh, nice. Uh, no, because he and he and Kathy live in a house. They bought a house. I thought they lived in a condo. Nope. <laughs> you sure? Keep up. Well, we we know he was looking for a house. So oh, I think he eventually he bought one. He lives in Paul's house. Well, he didn't buy Paul's house. We, we didn't. We, nowhere in canon does it say what he bought or where he lives. Exactly. <laughs> we like to keep our, our options open. So page 78, the second strip. You wrote this. It's some of your greatest writing. Page 78? Yeah. I Even off-duty, you represent the Mallville Public Library. And then this, this sequence of things is, is all you. I didn't have anything to the do with it. The Blackula Perspective. So th there's, a, there's a TV show, a TV channel now. Uh, on antenna in Seattle because I've gone off cable. It's just black exploitation. No, no, it, it has old action movies, but they had Blackula playing the other day. Yeah. I don't know why. They have a lot of Charles Bronson. I haven't okay. seen Bronson for for decades. Yeah. But they had Blackula playing, and I was watching it. I was just I kind of stopped like 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 Blackula does just stop you cold, and you're like, what is happening in this film? How do they do that bat transformation? It's very low tech, but very pleasing. Mm -hmm. And uh, as as the guy turns into a vampire, BB's like, my, my daughter is like, what? What is this? Like, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, this is Blackula. She's like, Blackula? <laughs> and then I had to have the whole explanation of like black exploitation films. Mm -hmm. Not a defense of them, but I was trying to like, like I really don't understand why they were there in a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. What did you tell her? What was your theory? I can't remember. I was like, I, I was, I was literally just like, there was this. I don't know either. I mean, I assume they were essentially going after the black market. And they're Is like, that it? Oh, I assume so. Plus all the plus all the white people who wanted to see black people as Dracula. I mean, yeah, included. included I mean, and so obviously yeah. comics went through this too. And there's there's all these embarrassing comics who, who are like a normal superhero name, but they put black in front of it, like Black Lightning. And there's a couple more, and then there's Black Panther, which is obviously different, but still, we made sure to get black in there. Like Black Manta doesn't count as that, right? No, he's not black. It's very confusing. Really? Yeah. His costume's black. He's a bad guy, and black is bad. Yeah, he's, he's in the black. That's very confusing. Yeah. yeah. All right, read more comics. All right, that's all I have to say to you. All right. Uh, uh, speaking of which, bottom of page 78, 78 a comic book. How can you rot that brain with your garbage? And then Dewey explains how you do it. Yes, very simply. You, you, I love that comic a lot. Here's, here's how you operate a comic book. <laughs> three asked. Three panel, no, one panel instructions for operating a comic book. Yeah. Right there. Grandma's back on 79. Mm -hmm. I like that it's morale, morale day. 
uh, at the convenience store yes. and uh, retirement home. And I, I think I think I was sitting there thinking of uh, just stuff. And we, we had been talking about false teeth in the library book drop. And somehow this came to me. The guy's bobbing for... We should have a whole apples. podcast devoted to terrible stories we've heard about library book drops. <laughs> false teeth. Yeah. The false teeth is not high on the list in uh, terms of horribility. I, do you remember the worst story we've ever heard? Yes. Without repeating it? I do. I'm not going to repeat it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I made reference to it the other day in an email to somebody. Yeah. But, but I did it very gently. I did the gentle yeah. Did you break their heart? No. Okay. No. No. Anyway, it was pretty awful. <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, there's two classes. There's there's terrible in the sense of like people pouring toxic things, and that's just nasty, right? Or like but chocolate then syrup or anything, right? Right. But then there's essentially, well, then there's just awful things that break your heart that people put in. Anyway, we well, don't and then there's like the destructive. Like somebody told me that they've, they've been firebombed. Their book drop was firebombed uh -huh. twice, which is like, I mean, that's like horrific. That's arson, basically. Right. right? I mean, the whole library right. is going to burn down. Then there's the things you just don't want to imagine. Yes. But anyway, imagine. Yes. Whatever you're imagining, it's worse than that. I like uh, Grandma's classification, classification system at the bottom of 79. Yes. The type of therapy they'll need after reading the book. Blood that Tide. Seems, seems Blood cool. Tide by Burgess. Still, yeah, one like of the, still, one of the, still one of the foulest books I've ever read. Yep. Pleasing, though. Yep. Page, page 80? Page 80, the second one. Rob Hurwitz wins Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Our proofreader, Rob Our Hurwitz. proofreader, yeah. Rob nice. is actually a software tester, uh, which makes him wildly overqualified to proofread our comics, but he does anyway. He's fantastic at he it. Is. He, he can't help doing it, basically. So. Yeah, he's going to do it. As long as he's reading it, he is proofreading it, so this yes. way we at least pay him for it. Yes. I like the kid with the giraffe, by the way. Yeah, oh, that turned out great. And I love tomorrow's little little affirmation. There are no bad kids. Oh, and now the St. Oda Libraries guy is there. Yeah, and so I think we can name the guy. No. What? Why can't we name him? You name him. I can't remember his name. Good. He's based uh, on this uh, no, uh, like, like no. How good, did I, what, I, I, I knew it ten minutes ago when I was going these, through this. this. This we don't want to pay taxes, madman in Washington State who uh, takes over the initiative process every year. He's uh, the worst, and he and, and it always sort of seems to target libraries because libraries are paid for by usually some variety of tax dollars. Yep, yep. Why don't you want to name them? Are you afraid they're going to uh, strike your house? I just don't want to give him any more publicity than he already. Fair has. enough. I'll, I'll go totally with that. No. Um, so we had a lot. We had a lot of fun with that. Everybody, everybody thinks he's an a-hole why would I fear this well I don't know because his followers are rather you know whatever extreme uh, but he can't spell which is, I like that in our <laughs> in our comics on 81 he can't spell, spell cesspool or ramshackle Dewey's trying to give him some help those are hard words and then and then my favorite is the third one yeah third one down where everybody gives him advice about how to target library haters we often show this one at, at a um, and a funny thing happened the way the library yeah uh, at our talk and that, that last line often gets you know a big ovation because that's kind of the essence of it all. I love at the end that he still wants to come in to get the next issue of Revolting Taxpayer. <laughs> Revolting Taxpayer, which is a library. great... I would subscribe to that magazine, yes. I love 82. 82, is, 82 is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And, and I great. think some lady actually came in with a picture one time with no name on it and asked yeah. me if I could tell where that person was buried. Yeah. And I just laughed at her. <laughs> <laughs> I just giggled. And she said, what's so funny? And I was like, how, like, how would I even begin to do that? Like... I don't know. I didn't go to library school. <laughs> I paid my tax dollars. So you can find out. I should send a. I should send a um, copy of the strip to my cousin, who's uh, the family genealogist. Um, Gene and I were reading this section, and it would, And I think we were both like weirded out. Like, have we just been reading these? And it's because every Saturday and Sunday we run repeats on our site, and, and so we've been repeating these. So so this is kind of the last few months worth of comics we've run on our site. So they're eerily familiar. Yes, eerily, eerily, eerily. I love, I love the fax machine. I love it too. Insert tree here. That's the paper tray. It's got a built-in chipper, and uh, it's great. It makes it makes its own That's paper. Great. And then uh, Mervin, what's the guy's name? I don't know. I don't know what his name is either. This is this is not our most successful sequence, but it's okay. 
This, this is. I think we're still sort of wrestling with 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 Dewey, with Dewey and Kathy, and Kathy's trying to get his attention. And so now she's. I don't necessarily. She's. She did it because of him, but she definitely got more fit. She changed her hair during uh, summer break. She looks more like my wife here. She does actually. Yeah. Yes. Who used to play volleyball. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Although you can see at the bottom of page eighty-three, it is actually kind of working. That's a nice, a nice moment. No, no punchline. I, well, a little I, foreshadowing. I, I like that he's the thing that he's basically recognized is he's he's seen her hair, which which in this case is the only thing I would notice about the woman. Oh wait, your hair is really attractive now. Oh, short hair. Oh my god. Like I wouldn't notice she'd gotten fit, and and you know my wife would be all upset with me, mm -hmm. and then I would offer her a donut. We would make up. It'd be perfect. Right. Yep. Page eighty-four. One of those strips that didn't really work before he went to <laughs> <No>. color. <laughs> in, in color, this makes sense, but here it just looks like he's making fun of a person of color. So it didn't really work. I think somebody came into the library that just had cream all over their face and hadn't rubbed it in. <laughs> I had to work that into a strip somewhere. Uh, uh, Tamara does a book talk. Second strip on page 84 yeah. for, for a book everyone in my family read. These book talks were not very successful. They were a little too short in, um, to run as regular strips, which is why we... Dry we brushing with without toothpaste. Yeah, you're, you're basically physically shoving the bacteria around. What? Is this the thing Sarah was into for a while? Dry brushing with We still do it. I mean, we, we then brush with toothpaste, but we dry brush first. Literally, you don't get your brush wet. You first take a dry brush and you use that to dry. And, and the, the, when it, as soon as it gets wet, it gets soft and it doesn't really move the stuff. You know what I suggest you read? Uh, the Toothpaste Secret by Trisha E. O'Hara. I suggest you read that. Uh, I, want, I want the summary. I just gave you the summary. Well, so why do you move it around? Why do you move the... As opposed to just placing the, the toothbrush on your mouth and not... No, no, no. It? Why, do you, why do you dry brush to move... You're, you're like, you move things around. Are you, are you you're literally like excavating... Are you loosening it up? Well, no, you're, you're shoving it out of the way. It's kind of like you're scraping a pan. You don't scrape a pan with a really soft thing. Like, if you've got a pan with, with stuff that's baked on, you don't just take a sponge and rub it on it. So I should brush a, with a really sponge with A sponge with soap doesn't do it either, right? You've actually got to kind of chip it away. And so that's what a dry brush does. Okay. All right. All right. Page 85. See, if, we, if only we'd had a longer book talk, we'd have time to explain I'm this tasting all. all the pie on my teeth right now. Oh, mm. oh no, wait, wait. Page, we, should, page, we should really stop and brush our teeth. Hold on. Okay, we did it. 84. I like the bottom of 84. Oh, I like it too. Where the dentist is trying to break in with the. No, that was a nice use of the different panels because we showed some time passing. Yeah. Dewey, Dewey literally moves in his seat. His body language changes. That is better. And then we see Dewey's teeth for like maybe the second time. I guess we do. Yeah. What is the thing that the dentist has on Dewey's neck? On page eighty-five. Uh, it's a thing you get at dentists. That thing? Yeah. It's a neck thing. I get. I usually get a bib. I don't get a. What is that? A strangler? It's a badly drawn. Is it, is it a strangler? I don't know. Okay, just asking. You, you go to weird. I, it was a long, I drew it a long time ago. I actually do go to a weird dentist. I know. Yeah. That's why I said I, maybe maybe Sarah says it has this thing that says put a rubber gasket. But around this is your head. this is all based on like my first visit to a dentist, and I, I I had like left my job, and so we'd lost our dental insurance, and then I became a lot more uh, sparing in how often I went to dentists, and I did pay the price. So bottom of page eighty-five. Is this be chicken soup with rice? Yes. In the book, I, that's I, why it's I, funny. I still don't get that. Okay. I don't think I've ever read that book, but okay. Oh, really? We, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things we've... I read as a child. We read. I remember you having to explain it to me then, and, I, and now I need you to explain it to it me. It is again. a classic. All right. 86. So we used to let people, the bottom strip, we used to let people uh, use the phone, but only in the event of an emergency in the library. Emergency was very... Not defined. It was a very broad definition when you let the patrons decide what an emergency is. You no. know, people, people calling home to see if they need milk, and parents looking for their kids. 
just sheer insanity. Uh, I know it's the pie talking. It could be the pie talking. Page top, top of page eighty-seven is just a personal favorite. The kid returns the wet; it's dripping. He says it was that way when they checked it out, and we find out it's because of Buddy, who has a special, very special display for books about fish. Oh. And I think I did a nice job of doing the little, you know, the visual displacement of water. Eighty-seven is our product placement. Yeah, that's pretty good product placement. Uh, sorry, uh, second strip. Yep. Eighty-seven, and then the guy spitting at Dewey. Good times. <laughs> Good times, and then some of my favorites. Eighty-seven, the bottom. Yeah, that whole, whole, that whole sequence is great. Yeah, I have a really bad memory for uh, for names that go with faces. I, oh, do you? I, I yeah, that. yeah. I can, I can recognize that I've seen someone before, but I couldn't tell you where. It just bites me at library conferences all the time. Like, like if I haven't met you five times, I probably don't know who you are. I, I often recognize people, but yeah, I guess same here. And, and we meet, you know, like at, at a given library conference, it's like three thousand people. So uh, I think it's fair. I think my cat wants to make his weekly appearance on the podcast. Yeah, your cat Hold was... on, hold on. You squeeze that out of the come cat. Come on, come on, Tokyo, squeeze. Is that the best you can do, cat? He's squeezing the cat. There we go. All right. No, no, no cats were harmed during the message making of this podcast, except this one. Oh, and clearly, you. she doesn't look harmed. He loves it. Look at him. He. Oh, he. 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 Yeah. He's a man cat. Look at him. It's, oh. a, it's a fine line. Look at him. He loves that belly rub. All right. Good kitty. All right, now I'm going to sit on you. We were right. saying how much we like the sequence where the guy comes in and recognizes Dewey, but Dewey doesn't recognize him. And exactly. has a twist at the end. It does have a twist. It's beautiful. Top of page 89. Maybe one of the funniest comics we've ever written, I think. Oh, tell the truth. Yeah. That is great. That's a yeah. fantastic library tip. It, it is. Yes. And you should all tell the truth in the library all the time. You should. You should. Because librarians will know. We're like, we're like human lie detectives. So page 89. Wait, we're not done yet. We were just on page 89. We're still on page 89. Oh, okay. So uh, the third strip, the fourth strip, um, are a little confusing because online, the kid is actually, and the next strip, are, is actually yellow. He has colored himself yellow with a highlighter, first which I think would not be very effective. These are our first colored strips. Maybe the first time we put color into a strip online. It could be really effective if the kid is really pale. Maybe. Yes. Okay, it might just have jaundice. Yes. And actually, in retrospect, I could have absolutely put this in the book because I could have put it on the last page of Library Mascot Cage Match. But that is a trick I learned in later volumes. Yes. Is to sort of group, strategically group the color strips. Yes. I, I, I like this because it's it's uh, what happens to your kid when you leave them alone in the library, <laughs> unsupervised. And I like that we find out that Dewey basically is giving the kid advice. Like, like Dewey, Dewey put him up to it. We find out at the bottom of 89. Oh, really? You were right. Yeah, you were right. I could have, I, I really needed a mirror. That's what the oh, kid says. Yeah. So. He's, well, I don't think he put him up to it. I think he was giving him advice on how to do it well. Well, if you're going to cover yourself in highlighter, here's how perhaps, you know. perhaps use a mirror because otherwise you miss some spots. It's a fine line. Page ninety, a guy, a guy David I used to work with, he told me the story about uh, the day, it, like a, a guy walked in with a like a trombone, I think, and just started uh -huh. playing it, like, like like so. It took him like in the time it took him to walk out from behind the desk. The guy had done some big little solo and just ran out the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. A little a little flash mob, a one person flash mob. I love it. This is, what, this is a strip I actually distinctly remember you writing it like a year or two before I ended up drawing it. And I, I just absolutely wasn't up to the task of drawing it the first it's time. It's a great drawing. And then eventually I, I gamed up. Bugles instead of trumpets, though. Weirdly. Well, you know, it, we just wrote it as a marching band. Yeah. We weren't trying to tell that story. We were telling an entirely different story. So the weirdest place I've ever seen a marching band? Ask me. Gene, I've just been wondering. I woke up this morning wondering, what is the weirdest place, just wait for it, you've ever seen a marching band? Funny you should ask, Bill. Yes? I was in Kathmandu, and Kathmandu is full of marching bands. Like, really natally dressed, kind of New Orleans-style, huh. Dixieland marching bands. 
and very odd. I, do you have the story on why that is? I, I I probably used to know, but I don't now. Okay. But 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 like, like there are there are little shops that sell like marching band uniforms. Like go figure that out. Yeah. Nepal. Page of ninety one. We are once again making fun of unattractive women. Well, I, I was, I'm still on ninety. I'm still on the library tip. Just read it. Okay. It's good. It's good advice. It is. You just think it's a good tip? Well, I, just, I like I like the idea that you can't talk about a book specifically. Like it, some some books are just like, here's the thing. This is a great book. Just trust me. The less you know about it, the better read it's going to be for you, right? Absolutely. And like like it's just simply maddening. Yeah. Yeah. Like I really actually um, I experienced this with Tooth and Claw by Joe Walton, which we book talked last week. Uh, <laughs> that the, the the one of the best little sort of things about the book happens in the first few pages and they spoil it on the back cover and they probably thought well it's happening the first two pages so we ended up spoiling it too because we're no worse than the book itself yeah but i think it's but but what was great is between the time that i had read the back cover and the time i read the book probably three years elapsed because I, I kept putting it off and i forgot uh, so when i got to that section i was just like oh my god it was awesome there's something great about seeing a movie where you don't know anything about it mm -hmm. where you don't know what like you haven't it's seen the trailer rare. right yeah I used to I used to do that all the time, like kind of on purpose, and and I think there's an argument to be made that I should have done that with Star Wars. Hmm. I shouldn't have watched any trailer. Oh, the, the new one. Well, I've stopped watching. The, I've stopped watching any of the stuff now. Yeah. I, I don't want any more of the coverage. I, I, there's a trailer out now that I haven't seen. I, yeah. just, I don't want to know any more. I want to just. I want to lose myself in a sense of wonder. Uh -huh. And I want to go someplace where I can take my lightsaber. But I was Is that what you call it? Yes. Okay. Ninety-one. Ninety-one. Yeah, uh, making fun of unattractive older women. That's that was a nice move for us. Uh, I, no, she's not unattractive, but you just can't tell sometimes people are in costume or not. I think it's perfectly reasonable. Okay, what is the designation of that R two unit, Bill? R two D four. No, isn't it R five D four? No, maybe so. I don't know. All right. It's but it says R two unit, so it confused me. It isn't R two. It probably is R five D four. Now you mention. All right. All right. Do we go to the? Friends meeting, and they, the friends come up with the idea of selling a library cookbook, which oh has not been an uncommon way libraries and library friends groups have made money over the years. Yep. Don't ask me why. I, I find the fascination of like any any organization selling any cookbook to be kind of fascinating. It's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, unless they're like, if it's the New Orleans Culinary Society, like I get it. I would buy that cookbook. I think the weirdest thing is often people just go to another cookbook and then copy verbatim <laughs> what's there and then add some little narrative thing, right? Yeah, like this is Bill Barnes' favorite chili. I had to break it to to my wife that uh, years ago that she was she was blogging a couple of recipes she found online, and I'm like, well, you know, you're violating the copyright. She's like, what do you mean? It's a recipe. I'm like, recipes are not actually immune from the copyright law, and she was horrified. She was horrified so, at herself. Yes, I like that. I like that about Sarah. Yeah, I like the bottom of ninety two. That was nice. Yeah, the two boys. Yeah, that's nice. Talking about how smart the girl was they were attracted nice. to. Speaking of smart women. The book thief returns on page 93. She's smart? Well, clearly she's smart. She's uh, crafty. She's sly. I thought we were done with the book thief. I thought we had... This might be the last book thief. We, we said that before. I, I think. think. We well, forgot. This, I think this, this might be it. And what's she doing this time? Broke into the library catalog system and is causing havoc. Oh, she's, she's uh, getting people to... People are getting books they didn't put on hold for themselves. Yeah, it's just screwed up all the holds. And, yes. Yeah. I always thought that'd be really fun as a librarian to mm -hmm. do that. Well, and that's why you put it into yes. fictional form. Yes. Not that I ever did, or ever would. Anyway, so then she disappears. Dewey doesn't even interact with her. Good. She's just causing mischief. She's creating sexual tension that we never resolve. So I think if you know we, what that's like. I think we wrote this now. I think it would just kind of like you and me. It would just be Merv. We just have Merv do it. Yeah, but it, I was trying very hard to keep this character alive and failing. Ninety-four. I like. I she like. She has better hair than Kathy, and I kind of thought Dewey should have been. I just want to draw the hair one more time. Yeah. 
the gossamer, the gossamer locks of the book thief. Okay. Let's try to do Terry Moore here, okay? 94, third strip. I love that. I, I think the uh, Schoolhouse Rock DVD had just come out. DVD set. Yes. I, I bought it for my child, and she would hardly ever watch it with me. It's too bad she's missing out. Uh, yeah. When I was in grade school, I guess I was in eighth grade, our, our history teacher would have, part, there was a test where part of your grade was being able to verbatim write the entire preamble to the Constitution. And there was one year where, where the average went from, you know, like 70% to everybody getting 100% because that was the year the schoolhouse rocket came out. Oh, and that's then, awesome. And then it, it would last that way probably for like a decade and then it probably dropped off again if he's still teaching because... <sighs> My daughter, stu she's studying the Constitution right now in her eighth grade class. I should, I, I think I'll pull it out. I'm going to go find it as soon as we're done with this. Have her watch it. There's also, I also have an album of uh, cover cover songs of each of the songs from Schoolhouse Rock from various kind of alternative bands. I, I had that for a while. I didn't yeah. like it though. It's yeah. not very good. No. Now we have the dad who intimidates everybody into getting what he wants for his son. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like him. Had a had a mom like that. Accused us of everything under the sun. Uh, her it turns out her daughter was just awful. <laughs> that was what was going on. And Merv Merv is sad he doesn't have a dad with that kind of talent. That's right. Yeah. Little uh, Marvel Comics reference in page ninety five. He's from Latveria, home of. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom, who who is no longer scarred up apparently, in the new Marvel universe. Oh no, he is. Oh, in the new Marvel universe. Yes. Like the post Secret Wars. Yes. Spoilers. I, sorry. I'm six months behind you because I used Marvel Unlimited. Well, he finally has. Used we him. actually see his face in Secret Wars, and it's gross. Really? Yeah. What like what's it look like? Like he has no nose and just a couple of teeth and stuff. It looks like Darth Vader's face. He's but worse. It's he's, actually worse than. He's Darth God in Secret Wars, right? Yes, but he's unable to affect himself. Is that true? Yes. That's ridiculous. I, I'm not, I'm just, don't shoot the messenger. Can't he affect a mask that he then affects for himself and then puts on himself? He puts a mask on. Normally he has his Dr. Doom mask on. Yeah, but couldn't he do a better, more flexible, like, rubber mask? No. Okay. His sounds lie elsewhere. Perfect. 96. Um, I love the second strip so much. I like the first one when the kid has to come back. The kid with the awful dad has to come back and ask for help. Yeah, that's nice. The second one is nice, yeah. The second one with the pin number and the, <laughs> he needs a pin number. Hey, Sheila. No, Sheila. Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Oh, uh, it's so right. See, and if we wrote this today, it would be if we wrote it after Friday, after the new Star Wars movie comes out, and we knew the names of the characters better. We would pick a new character's name. It's a big if, though, my friend. Maybe it'll be. Maybe our strip will be full in twenty sixteen of Star Wars references from the Force Awakens. I just realized that the bottom page ninety seven is the same guy as that that strip. It's it's bizarre, slightly obviously mentally ill guy, or just doesn't listen well, guy. Are we doing ninety seven too? I was just noticing it was the same guy. Oh, well, let's start on ninety seven next time. Well, no, we've mentioned ninety-seven, so let's just let's just finish it off here. Okay. Colleen, Colleen is going full luddite. She is. Why? She rejects the conspiracy of technology. Okay. All right. And, and I like the guy with the blow-up thing. Oh, I remember this moment. So the, the well, that's the same guy. I, I love the thing where, where Dewey hands her uh, this thing, and he says, "I can't. It's not compatible with library computers. It's too new." And you had experiences that USB drives came out, and people liked them, and. There were still computers in the library that were so old they didn't have USB. Well, I was like, we don't have a slot for that. Yeah, you have to wait another ten years. So there was, I was there was a uh, there was a TV show called My Strange Addiction. Have you seen this yet? No. It was on Netflix for a while. I don't okay. know if it's still on there. Obviously, what it's about: people with their strange addictions. Okay. They had it's a true story, like a reality the, the, show. It was a reality show. They had they've had they had women who ate toilet paper, small amounts of toilet paper all day. Women who just like one woman was like she she ate like uh, the cushion in her couch. She would just pick it apart and eat it. They take these people to. Uh, <laughs> you're looking at me like I'm insane. They take these. People no, I'm looking at you like they're insane. They take these people to the doctor, 
and they, the doctor like gives them a rundown of what this is probably doing to their body. But there was one guy, there, there were two guys that I remember. One of the guys was in love with his car. He was just always waxing his car, and he really, he had to tell his dad he had a physical attraction to his car. His dad was like, what are you talking about? And I just turned it off right there. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you don't hear that story, guys. But there's another guy who is in, he, he is sexually attracted to his inflatable toy collection. And his house is just full of inflatable toys. That's, I guess, sort of convenient. But more convenient than a car. For one thing, you can fit them in your house. Yeah, 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 buddy. Like, here. also, I think you might be able to consummate that relationship with some of them. Well, the guy, the guy with the car, I was like, what you need is a house with a garage. Like, you don't, Fair enough, you don't yeah. want it in front of your house all the time. Then, <laughs> anyway, thank you for sharing that story on our podcast. It's, it's an amazing TV show. You should totally watch it. All right, catch, catch you soon. Bye. Bye.